So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? Guys, I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. And I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine-newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. <laughs> uh, welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're welcome for those you're 1940s oh. show voices. I don't know. Whatever that was. I don't know. You but. were like, you're, I just picked up announcer voice from you, and then immediately <laughs> I went into, well, I want you to talk like this. And uh, Announcer voice is like phone voice? Especially if you work in customer service, you get, like, a different voice when you're talking on the phone. Stafford told me, the guy, one of the guys that I work with, he now sits next to me. He's like, you sound like your phone voice is, like, Tina Fey impersonating Sarah Palin. <laughs> I can see Russia from my house. I'm that's like, amazing. I don't know how, I don't know. He's like, that's a compliment. 100% that's a compliment. Because it's not Sarah Palin. And I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm not Sarah Palin, You're but Tina I'm Fey. Tina Fey. And I Sarah love Palin. Tina Fey, right. but I'm impersonating. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. I think my phone voice is pretty close to what I have. Yes. Usually. Maybe, yeah. maybe in a higher register. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more cheerful. A little more resonant in the nose. Some people don't like my cheeriness. No. Especially at six in the morning. No. They're like, Whoa. It's really annoying. Okay. I will speak to that as well. <laughs> you and Rocket both at six in the morning are like ready to right, go. go. And I'm like, let's you go. need to calm down. Let's get stuff done. So you have a funny story to share I about do. your recent haircut? I do. Yes. yes. I got my haircut yesterday. Uh-huh. So this one, this woman up in Inwood, she's wonderful. She knows how to cut curly hair. And so I walk in and we're like, we're getting ready. And she's like, I'm going to tell you something. And I haven't told anyone. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And she's like, I'm breaking up with my fiance. And I'm like, uh, uh okay. <laughs> and like, she proceeds to tell me, it sounds like it's probably not a healthy relationship. Like when they fight, he runs off and will be gone for like three days or something mm-hmm. instead of talking through it. But it was the most intense, like think about all of the feels that you have when you've been broken up with or have broken up with someone. Now try to put all of that energy into also washing someone's hair very vigorously. (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure four layers of skin came off of my scalp. It was a great scalp massage, don't get me wrong, but it was a little intense and I was like, oh my God, is she gonna like butcher my hair because she is so (laughs) much emotion going on right now. (laughs) She didn't, It it looks fantastic and we had a great talk, but it was just... It was really intense having somebody tell you I'm going to break up with my fiancé as they're cutting your hair. And you're a little scared because they have scissors. Right! And trimmers and all this kind of stuff. If I'm emotional and I'm focusing on something, like, sometimes my uh, focus may not be as good as it could be. With a sharp object in my hand. With a sharp object in your hand. Close to someone else's face. It's terrifying. I had a similar experience. Right. Not with my hair. No. But there is a member at Row House. Yes. Who I am, uh, I have a, a spare bandana that I'm bringing him. Old school bandana. Old school like bandana from Row House. Old school I have, branding. I have one to spare and then one that Rocket wears yes. around the office when I take him in. Right. So I'm like, oh, I have an extra one. I'll just bring it for you. And he, and he comes in yesterday. He's like, do you have 
the bandana. I'm like, oh, shoot, no, I forgot it. I need to get that to you before you leave. Yeah. Because I thought he was, le- like, moving right. away. Right, there was something you said that he had said where I was like, I gotta go. I thought he was leaving New York City. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, time is of the essence. I really need to get get this to him. And he's like, where am I going? I'm like, oh, I thought you were leaving. He's like, no, I'm getting divorced. I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I must have misheard part of that. He's like, no, I'm trying to leave the place where I live. Oh. He's a wonderful man. I just don't want to be married to him anymore. I was like, Great. Okay. Okay, I'll get Great. you that I'll bandana. I'll still get you that bandana to maybe welcome in your new chapter <laughs> or something. I don't know. God. Mazel tov, I guess. I don't you know, know. Sometimes divorce is the answer, you right. know, but it was still like, oh, you're not moving. You're getting a divorce. It's so, it's, yeah. Uh, is Mercury still in retrograde? Maybe we can just. I don't know. I feel it like that. it is. I can't remember. Now that I've downloaded one of those new astrology apps, mm. CoStars the one which they actually use NASA they partner with NASA to get their astrology information so you know it's real because it's science right. but I can't remember I think it's Leo season or something so that means like stuff is like really like flaring up like lots of high emotions and high drama and then lots of lows and really intensity I think that's what it is and Leo DiCaprio released Once Upon a Time in Hollywood she is a prim looking stargazer so it's really Leo it's season it's definitely Leo season big time that was horrible <laughs> that was very good my puns are never ending Oh, Speaking wow. of never-ending... Jesus Christ. Never-ending puns. <laughs> we watched... Why don't you do what you scream, Bastion? The never-ending story. So Turn I... around. Keep going. I don't... That's all you I don't know. know the... <laughs> Why would I know? This is the first time no, I've seen No, this is exactly it. how this came up. Because right. we were... Okay, we were, spoilers. We well, were we watching, don't actually have to spoil too much well, from Not that. too much, but in season three of Stranger Things, which is on Netflix, which yes, you should watch. Definitely There watch. is a reference to this movie, and a pretty well-known, powerful reference. And when it came up, I flipped out. And started singing along. And I looked around like somebody was trying to tell me a recipe for bolognese sauce in Latin. I was so confused. I felt like an idiot because I was the only one singing. And I look over at my wife and she just looks like someone slapped her in the face with a trout. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you not Why, why are you, you not, not singing? singing? <laughs> and she says... I've never seen Never Ending Story. You've seen, she saw Never Ending Story I've seen Never two. Ending Story 2. The middle portion. Which apparently has nothing to do with the first one. I feel, okay, but we'll, we'll get into that. But long story short, I was furious. I called my dad and asked him, I was like, yeah, you've seen Never Ending Story. He's like, of course not. I just figured anyone who is over the age of 29 yeah. has A, seen this movie, and yeah. B, can bring up pretty specific references to this movie. Right. And be like, oh yeah, Never Ending Story. Like, this, it, that, the other it thing. scarred my right. childhood, but it also taught me a lot of lessons um, yeah man this is intense, this is a really intense it's a I beautiful actually, intense and i movie. talked with ian about this mm-hmm. another co-worker yep. and ian was like no that that movie i i will not watch it <laughs> i because it's terrifying i have not watched this probably in over 20 years it upsets me that a lot of people you know haven't seen it right like i, I went to a show last night with some friends who were in antony and cleopatra i'm like oh my gosh no we're doing never-ending story for our next podcast and they're like oh my god i'm like yeah megan hasn't seen it they're like what do you mean? <laughs> they were like genuinely upset. And so I'm like, yeah, I know. So we're going to, we're going to get into some talks yes. and like we're have a good go, discussion yeah. about it and go, go kind of deep. But do some anyhow. painting therapy to get exactly. through it. Great. Her IMDb, The Never Ending Story came out in 1984, the year I was born. Plot breakdown, pretty simple. A troubled boy dives into a wondrous fantasy world through the pages of a mysterious book. 
Solid. Solid. That's actually That's one right. of the few IMDb breakdowns <laughs> that I'm like, it's great. great. Yeah, well it's done. Brief. It's to the point. It's sets up. And, uh, you know, critics uh, didn't hate this movie. Uh, you know, Variety gave it almost uh, almost five stars. I feel like Boston this is Globe, one of those, like, Roger VHS Ebert. movies where it's like maybe if it, was it didn't do VHS well. Uh, and this was the same thing for The Princess Bride. It didn't do well in the theaters because yeah. they didn't know who to market yeah, yeah, yeah. it to. But then once it came out on VHS, like, everybody has this movie. It actually made more box office in Germany than I think it did in the United States. Oh, well, that makes sense. I don't know if that's Because it's based on German folklore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made a ton of money in Germany. So mm-hmm. it had, like, that David Hasselhoff sort of scenario where it's huge in Germany. Maybe not as popular in the U.S., but <laughs> pe- like Germans loved it. That sounds like a short. sex act. <laughs> the, like instead of Dave, doggy style, it's the David, the David Hasselhoff. Hassel- it's really oh, big no. in Germany, and it's not too good. Oh no! Just everything in sl- <laughs> hairy slow motion. Oh no! Oh no! Watch. Uh, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who is a pretty well-known director. You may know him. Uh, directed movies like Air Force One, oh. uh, Outbreak, Enemy Mine, Das Boot. I've not seen any of these. The uh, The Poseidon Adventure, The Perfect Storm, Troy. I've seen which Perfect is, Storm, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, also, In the Line of Fire. So he had a really great streak in the '80s. Like he directed like a really uh, a lot of really well-known movies. Uh-huh. So uh, he's the one who took the helm. Starring a lot of people you may not have heard of. Noah no. Hathaway plays Atreyu. Barrett Oliver plays Bastion. Tammy Stronach plays the childlike empress. I feel like the only actor you may have heard of is Gerald McCraney. He was in uh, the most recent seasons of House of Cards. Who is he he's in just the movie? Been, he plays Bastion's dad. So he's he there for literally... 80s mustache dad. Yes. Yeah. For, the, for like five minutes, and he then he's gone. He makes the most disgusting breakfast I've yes, ever seen in my entire life. Yes, so we'll, so we'll, gross. we'll dive into the protein shake that he makes. But okay. uh, a lot of people that you may not have heard of are in this movie, but it is a it's an amazing, again, emotionally scarring, intense fantasy catered towards kids? Kind of. Kind of. I mean, it's definitely got, like, it feels like Dwight Schrute told a story <laughs> about the Belschnickel about the Belschnickel and was made into a movie. <laughs> like, that's how it feels. It feels like a Dwight Schrute fairy tale. It feels like tale. the Dwight Schrute fairy tale. Dovetailing on the VHS comments. Yes. I don't know if you grew up in a house like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you didn't because you just didn't watch any movies when you were a you kid. You don't know. I, maybe I just watched you the same ones over and over again. over and over again. Yeah. So, at eight. In my, in my house, we took blank VHS tapes and we put them in the VCR and we recorded movies off oh, of TV. Oh, hell yeah. You put the oh tape my God. on super slow play so you can yep. put like three movies on one tape yep. and The NeverEnding Story was one of them. This VHS started with The NeverEnding Story. After that was Indiana Jones and the Temple Doom Ooh. and then I think after that was Hoosiers? It was a really eclectic wow. mix of movies no, we did on this that VHS a bunch. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we had a cabinet just full of movies. God, I forgot about that. It's yeah. like a mixtape, but it's a movie. So this is how I was introduced to the Neverending Story. It was oh. already pre-recorded because it came out the year I was born. Yeah, so it was did. on. Right, right, right. It was on TV in 1985, wow. and my parents recorded it off of TV. So here we are. That's crazy, isn't it? Great. Okay. So uh, you have a lot of notes. I do have a lot of notes. I'm just gonna randomly call out a couple of them. Um, Starting with big ass crystals. Big ass crystals. Well, what do we start with? Like, uh, let's let's go from the top. Okay, so starting out with the movie opens with a very peppy song with really scary ass clouds yes. all over the place. It shows um, essentially shows the nothing. Right. Which is which the, we're never really clear what I they kind of said what the nothing is at, at the it's end. It's a little meta. It's a little meta. You know. But um, but basically what happens basically uh, what happens is is that there's this big rock guy on a rock motorcycle mm-hmm. that 
is trying to escape the nothing and is trying to get to the Empress for help, the childlike Empress, mm-hmm. uh, because the nothing is taking over Fantasia. Well, it's consuming everything. It's, it's literally, just wiping everything yeah, out. wiping everything out. And so there's this dude with a top hat and a snail mm-hmm. and another really gross guy with a bat who yes. falls asleep all yeah, the time. And they all bat. together randomly meet up and then decide to go to the childlike empress and that's how we're introduced into this world which is so fucking 80s yes. i can't even it's random as shit it's random there's a there's a practical like sort of jim henson oh my style God, the special effects as far as like the costumes and like, the monsters the more that i watch these older movies yeah. the less respect i have for cgi like the practical stuff this there's so much that goes it's into like, it's it it's like jim henson it's like a german version of jim henson's creature shop essentially yes. like Especially when they get to the ivory tower to go to the Empress for help. Yeah. Every every single person there is wearing a different has a completely different look. There is that completely one different costume. Kid, the moth kid that who is was just, very unhappy. He was just pissed. He was like the producer's son. Or yeah, some you shit. could tell like, he was like, just like you're gonna put be in, in this movie. Just like, go in oh, there. And, man, yeah. you know? and there, there the were two of them, table. so I think he brought along his best friend yeah, or some shit. Like He's like, You're fucking coming with me. And you're dressing up as this sugar plum fairy. So they go to the childlike Empress for help. Yes. And then this Big ass like Samuel Jackson with giant beard comes out, and he's and got a says, shark fin on his head. Yes, he has yes, this he right. Like I didn't even notice black that for a second. Gandalf with a shark fin yes, on his head. Of yes. course, standard. <laughs> so he says, "Hey, she's actually super sick, so she can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, we need this this guy that fights the purple buffalo. Hunts the, hunts the purple hunts buffalo. The purple he doesn't buffalo. go around punching buffaloes." I mean, <laughs> Same difference. He punches the purple buffalo. What? Yeah. Why is he fighting buffaloes? So this kid shows up and they're like, you can't be it. And he's like, I'm it, bitch. And they're like, okay, look. And his name? His name is Atreyu. Yes, it is. So before all of this happens, though, we need to keep in mind that actually this is about this kid whose mom just died. Yes. And he's not doing well in school because, hi, his mom just died. Mm-hmm. But his dad keeps on saying, listen, kid, you got to buck up. You got to fucking forget about your mom. Look at me. I put an egg in my orange juice and I drank it and I'm going to work like a big ass guy. Like a man. I'm going to pull like myself m- up my bootstraps and hide my feelings like a fucking like man. A man in the That's 80s. what you need to do. Yeah. Now go to school. And then he goes to school and he gets thrown in a dumpster by these punk ass kids so then he hides in the attic and starts reading this book well where does he get the book he's running away from the kids from yes, the bullies he ducks into this bookstore ducks into a bookstore this guy is like nah I'm reading this book a don't mysterious read old book. man from into the woods is reading this book exactly and the narrator from into the woods and this kid uh, Bastion who has a very active imagination but yes. again his mother just died so he's sort of escaping into worlds and keeping Completely his mind occupied understandable you know uh, early childhood trauma yes. so that's a big lesson we learned in this movie and then he did the same thing I did is when he goes to the to his classroom and sees everybody's taking a math test he just runs he runs into the attic same <laughs> so same thing. the the proprietor of the store he's like get out of here this isn't a video arcade it's down the street we sell books here you probably don't even know what they are and bastion's like no i have I've read 20 uh see tarzan the wizard of our lord of the rings like and this guy's like oh this kid actually reads right but the proprietor is reading the never-ending story right. and bastion's like what is this book and the proprietor's like don't worry about it. This book is dangerous. The books that you read are safe because, because you can leave. Them. You can just close it up and and leave it. He doesn't really give a whole lot of detail no. when he's just like he basically says this book is dangerous. I'm no. still confused about this, but yeah. I'll get to that later. But he's warning him about the Neverending Story, and, right. and he's like, "Don't read this book. Read this book. Right. Don't take this book. You should you take should this take book. <laughs> I'm going to leave this right here, but don't you take it. You should take it. 
Right. You know, and so, of course, the guy goes to answer the phone. Bastion grabs the book, leaves a note, and says, don't worry, I'll bring back your because book. Because you always leave a note. You always leave a note. <laughs> or you'll lose your arm. Uh, so, so he, then we're, he, he goes, right. yeah, and yeah, he goes he, to the... He takes the book the and The most he, random-ass <laughs> attic in any school <laughs> ever. I don't know how this attic exists it, in this school. It looks like the attic of both, like the school from Weird Science and the Breakfast Club. Like, it's such an 80s public school attic. But then it's also got, like, attic. random it's ass, got, like, Shakespeare clothing. It's got, and, like, a Yorick skull and, and a bunch a of Bunsen burners. And a gym like It's basically storage random. for the entire school. Yeah. So, so he hides in the attic and starts to read right. the book. So then cut back to we're trying to find the uh, solution for making the childlike empress better so that she can save She Fantasia. can stop the nothing and save Fantasia. And that's where Atreyu comes in, and they're like, you're just a boy. And he's like, well, I can fucking do it. And they're like, okay, you have to wear this giant-ass yeah, pendant. Yeah, wear the Orin. The Orin, thank you. Which speaks for the Empress. It the, will guide and protect you, but you can't take any weapons, and you have to go alone. That's right. These are, like, the conditions. So he has to scour all of Fantasia to find a cure for the Empress so she can stop the nothing. Right. And that's the beginning of our adventure. Right. And then, so they don't really have any idea what they're looking for right. or where they're going to find it or right. where they're supposed to go. Right. Does something tell them to go to the Swamp of Sadness? He has to make his way through the Swamps of Sadness because he's going to the Shell Mountain. But why? why? Because there he can meet Morla, who's the ancient one, and Morla can how, guide him to the Southern Orb. I don't remember how he knew to go to Morla. Like, that was one thing where I was not sure, like, what guided him there. He oh, all gotcha. of a sudden was just like, guess we're going here. I was confused as to why So as Bastion's there. reading, he says, like, narratively, he says he scoured all these areas, he couldn't find it, the Crystal Mountains, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think in the book itself, this is based on... A children's book. Yeah. In the book itself, it gives a lot more detail. Oh, so he, okay. he scours like it's it's sort of it's sort of like playing through Super Mario Brothers. Like sure. every every land has its own theme, I yes. think. And so he went through M- Mushroom Land and Giant Land and oh, you know and then Fire Island and the Crystal Mountains and blah blah. Sadness. And then he has to go through the Swamps of Sadness to get to the Shell Mountain. Which is, I was so taken aback by this because it came out of fucking it's, nowhere. We're like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, we're early on. Yeah, we're very early on in the He's movie. with his horse, his trusted horse, Artax. And they're going through and it's made very clear that if you succumb to the feelings of sadness, mm-hmm. you will die in the swamps of sadness. Mm-hmm. You'll sink. You'll sink. Artax stops moving starts to apparently give in to the feelings of sadness. Little do we know that this horse struggles with depression. Apparently. Apparently. So I Is that said, a real thing? I want to, and I'm going to put this out to everybody, Ben and I disagree on this. I think that Artax, because he dies. Yes. Artax dying is a representation of dealing with depression and suicide. I don't agree. I don't disagree on the depression part. Well, you disagree I do on disagree the on the suicide. suicide. Because he gets stuck in his depression, he dies from it. I don't right. think he commits suicide. It's not like... But he has he has Atreyu saying, come on, you yes. stupid horse, let's go. I love you. I'm not leaving you. But even you. though, like, how many, like, the, the depression we all struggle with in our own lives, how many times have, we have do we have a friend who's saying, I love you, I'm here for you, let's, you know, let's right. work through this together. But as someone who has chronic depression, yes. I know that that's something that necessarily doesn't 
you can't sometimes you can't hear through the fog yeah, 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 that yeah. is your depression and so that's it our text not pulls you in yes. right and then that's something where so we have i'm curious what people's thoughts are in general yeah. about our taxes death yeah and how it's not okay no it's and just it's not, probably period. like you know any pet that you've ever loved guess yeah. what they're going to die and yeah. they will die in the swamp of sadness yes essentially like it is it is a scene that you can bring up i feel like to anyone over 29 yes when you say Unless you know our tax in the or swamp Connor. of sadness they'll just be like i don't want to talk about it right like <laughs> we're not we're not going there <laughs> let's, you know? let's bring up and a again we're like point. 20 minutes into the movie yeah. atreyu loses our tax in the swamp of sadness right and so now he's alone. He goes to this giant ass turtle, turtle with allergies, who, <laughs> who says, needs Zyrtec, who needs Zyrtec so badly. Yeah. And she says, "What does she say to him? She like, says, you need to go go to the Southern Oracle. Go to the Southern Oracle. It's ten thousand miles away. And or Trey's something. like, fuck, my horse is dead. I can't get there. Right. So while he's struggling through, he's got to go. Like, I'm still gonna try. Yeah. Morla basically tells him to go fuck himself, and good luck. Nothing matters. And now again, Atreyu is. Struggling. Little the do swamp. we know the bear schnickel or what was it the <laughs> gr- the giant ass werewolf thing? Oh, the Gamork. The Gamork. Who's an agent of the nothing? A agent giant. Of, but we don't know that yet. Right, not yet. But Gamork is hot on the tail of Atreyu because he knows Atreyu is knows the Atre- only thing that can stop the nothing. Exactly. So this werewolf is chasing him essentially. And then out of the sky comes Rocket, Rocket the dragon. <laughs> Rocket Elizabeth Farmer, the dragon. Um, little Falcor. Little Falcor, well, big-ass Falcor, yes. shows up, the luck dragon, and saves Atreyu. Pulls Atreyu up right before Gamork, like, fucking pounces on him. Right, and takes him to the Seven Orc, what is it? The, the tenth, Gnomes. The Gnomes? Yeah. Okay. So he flies him almost up to the Southern Oracle, Southern but Oracle. outside of the Southern Oracle are these two little gnomes. One's a witch, and one's a scientist. They're married. And so they're nursing Atreyu back to health. Right. Falcor's there to sort of give him a boost, just to be like, hey, you know, not there everything is terrible. There was one thing that was so weird that was like, uh, he was talking to Falcor. He's like, yeah, my horse died. He was my best friend. Mm. And Falcor's like, that sucks. But you have other friends. <laughs> I was like, what the shit is that? Right. That's like, let's normalize around your sadness. But move on. <laughs> right. Like, it was we so are. weird. Alive, that was you know? just a weird little thing I We don't, have time, we don't have time for you to be sad. So now he has a luck dragon and now these two known dragon. friends who've nursed him back to health and He's just outside of the southern of the of the first of two gateways to get to the right. southern oracle. First, he has to face the Sphinx with the biggest titties the I think titty I've sphinx. ever seen. I don't know if I just didn't notice, or since I like, I wasn't like sexually aware as early on as me seeing this movie for the first time. It is not Barbie. No, that is not glazed over. Those huge, those nips gigantic could cut glass and. Nothing against gigantic breasts, but they, they are distracting. It was, it was. They are like, whoa. Nowadays, whoa. I don't think that would be there. <laughs> right. It's like, that's the stuff of the 80s that's so fucking precious. Like, is that, this like, okay? That's something that wouldn't be there <laughs> nowadays. Movie, this right? is a kid's movie, These isn't it? are naked. Like, we had a horse die 20 uh, minutes in, your best friend dies, and now we've got just <laughs> massive boobs. So, so it's this gateway where these two sphinx are facing each other and they shoot lasers out of their eyes. And in sure. order to pass through, you have to believe in yourself. You have to do the confidence and be confident and know that you're enough and know that you possess everything 
that you need to succeed to succeed right. essentially so it's kind of it's it's a confidence booster but if you don't have it they open their eyes they shoot lasers at you and they blow you up right the black knight from of monty course. python tries to <laughs> tries to cross through first i thought that and he too. gets and he fried. gets blown away <laughs> right and so long story short atreyu makes it through he has to jump because he loses his confidence like last second and but then he, he does like a he giant all stage of a sudden dive gets through and he makes it through and then it gets really fucking meta because then he, he meets this, he sees this mirror This land. is the second gate. This is the magic mirror gate. And you have to face your true self. You essentially have to face Why your own reflection. Why is this not a ride in Disneyland? Because people would run away screaming. It's so fucking <laughs> intense. They, they're describing the magic mirror gate. The gnome is, is telling Falcor all about it. He's saying, you have to face yourself. Oh. Most people who go up to it, brave men find that they're cruel. Or uh, cowardly. Or, or it's good, yeah, uh, Kind men find that they're a cruel brave yes. men discover they're cowards. Most men run away screaming when they face their right. true self. So then he walks up and he just sees the kid reading the book. Yeah. And so as, like, as Bastion is reading the book, it in the story it says that Atreyu sees Bastion in the reflection. And right. so Bastion's like, what the fuck is happening? Because now the story is very much coming along. And it knows that it's him. And, it's no, like, and it it's, knows that it's Bastion reading the book. Right, which is how he's in the book so and the can't escape So the book it. itself is self-aware. Right. Something the like book that. book is self-aware. Cyberdyne. It is. All Cyberdyne <laughs> wrote the never ending story. Cyberdyne. Get the fuck out. It's and that's coming where the Terminator you. came from. So uh so then it's like there's this disruption because there's this storm. Bastion all of a sudden realizes that school is out, like yeah. everybody's gone, the he's been up off. there he's in all the attic. night. Atreyu walks into the mirror. Then it's cut to and real then it, life. Then it cuts to isn't it the murals on the wall, like God of War style, yes. where he sees he sees the never no, ending no, no, story. No, 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 no. He, he sees the Sphinx first, and they're like they're like cold. It's still in the frozen land. Right. That's and they the say you need game. to rename the childlike Empress. Yes. But you can't do it. It you, takes the name to come of an from Earthling child. a human. Yes, yes. Exactly. And then it's like cut back. Like there were a bunch of jump cuts at this point between. Fantasia and real life, and I was really confused as to how that stitched together. Yeah, they're trying to mer not not merge the two, but they're really trying to solidify the point that Atreyu is now aware of Bastion's existence. Essentially, yeah. it was just it was so it was so Atreyu steps through the mirror. That was he the gets only to this, part that I was like, yeah, yeah. I needed it a little gets bit super super meta. I, well, I don't, and not necessarily that it was meta. I just. It, something, something was, was missing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it felt like something was missing. So Atreyu steps through the mirror. He gets to the second set of Sphinx, who have equally large boobs, but they're I blue. I think it's the same ones. They're just blue. And again, they're saying, you know, you have to go to the boundaries of Ant of Fantasia. Yes. To find the Earth, the, the Earthling child. Yeah, the home. The, the only way to child. yeah, the only way to cure the Empress is to give her a new name. And the Sphinx start crumbling because the nothing is now starting to consume. Oh, that's what that yeah, was? Yeah, the Sphinx starts falling apart. Oh. And they're like, we don't know how long we can keep the nothing at bay. Okay, so and you then that's go. when he runs so into he the runs mural. Back. Right. Okay, and then he sees murals that show everything that he's been no, no, through no, no, thus no, no, far. No, 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. So he runs back, gets back with Falcor. He and Falcor start scouring oh, the land. Oh, that's right. They start going all over the fucking place. And they place. can't, they're, they're trying to get to the boundaries of Fantasia, but they run into the nothing. Yes. And then they're flying through and the nothing's like knocking them around and right. a tree falls off of Falcor right. into the ocean. Right. Washes up on the shore right. to this Mural. To, to, to I think where the rock biter lives. This is like where we're we're no no no. Rock biter was running away from the fantasia. But the rock biter's there, and he was trying to save his friends. Oh yeah. He's like these are you, 
good hands. Yeah. He was talking a lot about it. That was so yeah. sad. Another emotional, heartbreaking oh scene where he's like, I was trying to hold on to the to my friends, but the nothing pulled them right it out of my like hands. It was like the out damn spot from Shakespeare. From, yeah, like Macbeth. He was just yeah. obsessed with yeah. his hands and how his hands couldn't save his friends and yeah. how the nothing got them. And oh my God. And so he's, he says, I'm going to sit here and just let the nothing take me. You should go on. And so Atreyu goes into this, this old sort of temple and on the walls you can see a mural of every part of Atreyu's adventure like this was all Leading pre-written where, and he's lost the Orin at this point he does not have the Orin the Orin has disappeared when he fell off of Falcor he lost the Orin it fell right. into the ocean yes so he gets to this temple he sees these murals and so then and he runs into the Gamork Gamork is it Gamork yes what a weird fucking name it's German I know <laughs> It was just weird. And Gamork <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, I'm just here. I'm just chilling. I'm, just well, I'm I was just supposed to kill this kid named Atreyu, which also I'm like, if you were supposed to kill Atreyu and he's standing right in front yeah. of you. I think he knows. Why wouldn't you? I feel like he doesn't know. You like you know because oh, okay. he's like, I was supposed to kill Atreyu and I didn't do it. I'm an agent of the nothing. <laughs> and then Atreyu's like, well, I'm fucking Atreyu. He's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what a terrible assassin. And so Gamoric, which again, I feel like we props for like the animatronics and how oh terrifying the werewolf looks. Although the nose, the nose moved around way oh, too much. It, really? it was like, the nose would like retract into oh, itself and then back out. I was like, It okay, has these was... big green eyes and yeah. these giant teeth. And so Gamoric lunges at Atreyu. Atreyu stabs him, kills the werewolf. Like a rock or something. And then he runs away, but the nothing is like on top of them and so right right as the nothing is about to suck him away falcor Falcor comes again and saves the day Uh, the the nothing ends up destroying all of fantasia well almost all of yes the only thing that's really left is the ivory tower which is sitting on a meteor yes so they fly the ivory tower and tower atreyu finds the childlike empress who i'm sorry who's a little girl she's a little girl but also like Dang it, that's a lot of makeup. Yeah, she looks like a a, a child dancer who's like going on all yeah, these Yeah, but it was it was super intense. Like dance moms. Dance yeah, moms. One of the kids from like dance. Like one moms. of the kids yeah. 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 It was really But she's intense. very good. Like for she someone is. her age, she's incredibly talented. And her voice is weird. Like yeah, I can't yeah, tell yeah. what accent that where are you from? Yeah, I couldn't she's tell like either. I'm from Fantasia. Yeah, I think she's from Australia. I don't anyway, know. At any so rate. she's talking to Atreyu about the nothing is probably going to consume us. There's not a lot of time. We have to... All I need is a new name, but you can't do it. Again, it has to be the Earthling Child, but the Earthling Child is here. He just doesn't know what he has to do. This is the most intense part. Right. Where it's like The walls so are splitting apart. Meta. Like, you, if you were not... If you were high up until this point, at this point, just you wait. just lose your lose mind. Shit. Because she's talking about how it's a never-ending story because Sebastian, or sorry, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I used his full name. <laughs> Not the crab from <laughs> Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Bastion. Yes. Uh, she's like, he's been with you this entire time. Yes. He's listening to everything we're saying. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is listening to what Bastion is saying. And we're like, holy fuck, she's fuck? talking about us. <laughs> right. And then we're going to tell other people about this. Right. And it is the never ending story. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it was just so just mind blowing. And she breaks the fourth wall. Right. Looks right at the Looks camera at the and camera. starts calling on Bastion to like give her a name and like everything is crumbling and, and she's her, like she's so ah. intense. Like, she's, she's like, like starts say crying. She's my like, name. Call my name, save us. And say Bastion's it. like, ah fuck. And so he Bastion runs to the window and screams something out into the storm. 
I don't think to this day anyone really knows. It was what a, if says. it was an actual name, it was a long ass name. Yeah. It was like a four syllable name. On like IMDb, on IMDb, someone it it sounds like Moonchild or some shit like that. Like I don't know. Like again, to this day, it's kind of a mystery. And maybe it says so in the book. I don't know. Huh. Someone chime in with that if you've read the book. Yeah, if you know. So he calls the Empress's new name, and it's just the Empress and Bastion now. Face to right, face. and then she gives him a grain of sand. <clears throat> one grain all of that's sand left of Fantasia, and she says, now, "Oh, that's right. Now you can build whatever you want. Now Fantasia, now that Fantasia's gone, you can can make a world that's clearly that that's nothing but your imagination. Like you can make right. Fantasia anything like, you want." She's like, "What's your make? first wish?" And yes. he wishes to fly on Falcor, yes. which I'm like. Of course. Of course you Like, what? <laughs> yeah. We all Like, do. fuck world peace. <laughs> like, I want to fly on Falcor. 100%. Right. And then it just kind of ends. Not really, though, because we get into the real world. Falcor well, chases the mean. kids Like, Falcor chases the kids through Canada right. or Germany it's, or it was wherever. Oh, it was shot in Canada? Yeah, well, this, this portion was shot in Canada. Okay. The real world stuff. And then it's like, and that was one adventure of scaring children into but a dumpster. there are many more. And there are many more. And then it ended. Yes. The movie kind of just abruptly ends. And Neverending Story Part 2, I think, is the second part of, actual, of the actual whole book. So the movie that we saw is only about half of the actual book okay. of The Neverending Story. So it's only like half a story in itself. It's not so much never-ending as it is half a story. So, <laughs> right. It just kind of ends. It did. And then it rolls credits and you're like, oh. Which to me okay. made it seem like, okay, so they're going to do other movies. Right. But then apparently NeverEnding Story 2 didn't really have anything to do with NeverEnding Story. I've never seen NeverEnding Story. Okay. So. I mean, I have. I don't remember a ton of it. Exactly. But I remember some of it. I blame this. Here's the thing. <laughs> I blame this on whomever parents we were at whoever like their kids and that parent that family house that we were at for a christmas holiday gathering mm. that just happened to be on in the den and that's what we all watched <laughs> right. so like that's how i watched that's never ending story watched. two right because <laughs> the kids who were younger than me were watching it but i didn't see never ending story one the first right. one which is insane at any rate this movie is unbelievable yes. like if somehow you are like me and you have not seen this movie stop what you're doing right now pull the car over set the baby down and stop cooking. Yes. Apparently, you're a housewife from the 50s. <laughs> Leave church. Stop. <laughs> Leave work. Leave work. Call out sick. Call out sick and watch this movie. Yeah. It's, it is. It's it's practical effects. The, the, the costumes. It's a lot of matte paintings and uh, rear projection screens. It is one of the most inventive movies. It is very creative. I have like, ever seen. Every, every scene has something that's new and something that you just can't really take your eyes off of. Yeah. Because... It is made with such care and yes. such detail yes. that you are just wholly impressed. I cannot imagine how much time this movie the took. The puppetry, like, it's it's crazy what they do. And, too, like, if you are, like you mentioned, if you are a kid of the 80s and, like, if you've watched Dark Crystal, yes. if you've watched any Jim Henson anything... That's what I kind of This will hit to. you right in those same feels. Yeah. But the storytelling is almost leveled up. The same way that the Dark Crystal has a very intense story to yeah, it. Yeah. It's It's dark. Mm -hmm. It's dark as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I even wrote down the themes for this were, like, fighting depression, being brave, yeah. 
facing your demons, grief, um, following creativity instead of mediocrity. Like, this shit is next level. And there was some phase, uh, it, it happened either in the late 80s or early 90s, where I feel like children's movies got away from these sort of, not, they didn't get away from the themes necessarily, but sort of the, 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 way the dark of telling that story. ambiance surrounding yeah. them. I think parents were like, oh, this is too dark or it's too violent. They like, wanted to make what, it safer. What I reference is like the first Ninja Turtles movie compared to the second. Yeah. The first one is dark. It's dark edgy. It's violent. Yeah. Part two, there's no fighting no. in it. There's none. It's like and it's because Disney just threw exactly, up all over it. It's because it. parents were like, oh, it's too violent. We don't want to like mm, show our kids that. Right. But, but movies like this, movies like NeverEnding Story, I feel like incorporated a lot of very... Uh, very mature themes yes. for an audience so young. Yes. So again, those of us who watched it as a kid, you can reference our tax dying in the swamp of sadness. You can you can reference this movie, and it's almost like a weight falls on you. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh wow, th- this is the movie where I, I think I learned about death. Right. Or I think I learned about depression right. or sadness. Yeah. It, where you're you're kind of hit with these big life lessons at an early age. And two, I'm thinking about all of my friends that are massive book nerds like. Yeah. who will burn through books, mm-hmm. like three books a month or something, mm-hmm. they were like 100% yes. to uh, Bastion, uh-huh. like getting lost in a book and yeah. not being able to leave it. Active imaginations. Yeah. And I feel like those of us who, who are maybe artists who maybe pursue that even into our adulthood, I feel like, again, that's something we're constantly trying to get back to is that place of imagination. The one thing that I thought would be so ironic is if they released this movie and then they made a video game out of it because the guy said at the bookstore, the arcade is down the <laughs> down street. The street. <laughs> if instead of kids reading books, they're like, oh, never ending story, the video game. <laughs> but I mean, video games are kind of taking that turn. That's too. true. Video games themselves There's much are more like narrative. massive stories. Yeah. Now, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So shall we jump into some, uh, some trivia? Yes. Let's do it. Watch Q- this movie. Q- yes, please. Watch this please movie. Just watch it. It's Don't even movie. listen to trivia. Just no, go watch just the movie. No, just go watch the movie. Turn this off. Noah Hathaway, who plays Atreyu, was hurt twice during the making of the movie. Oh. Uh, when he was learning how to ride a horse, the horse kicked him off and then <gasps> stepped on him. And oh. then uh, during the Swamp of Sadness scene, he, uh, Noah Hathaway, got stuck in one of the elevators that was moving uh, Artax down. Oh my god. And so he went under, <gasps> fell unconscious, <gasps> and yeah, he was brought to the surface that resuscitated him. But yeah, he almost fucking died. It was what actually it was actually fuck? another injury. It's the eighties. Yeah, it's, it's the eighties. What do you do? You what do you do? You can get away with anything yeah, in the eighties. It was 80s. shot in Germany, so they were just like the eh. fuck ever. Do you visit? And during the Gamork scene, where Gamork jumps at Atreyu, yeah. the animatronic landed on him weird, and it scratched his eye. <gasps> And the weight of the machine, like, he lost all of his breath. Oh, my God. So they had to do that in one take, because that's all they could do. What the so fuck? They put this kid in some serious danger. I'm just I saying. hope he is getting a lot of residuals from this. Me too. Um, in the book, Atreyu was apparently green. Like his skin? Like he's, he's a he's green... He's like the Wicked Witch? Yeah. Which is weird, because he's one of the Plains people, which sort of relates to Native Americans, who are not green. That's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Maybe but it's because they it's... actually screen tested it, and they were like, "No." <laughs> let's, well, if they let's not the. It, Especially he, he said, "I look like a, a, a an alive fungi." So, oh my god, yeah. that's so you can weird. still ride on Falcor's back on location <gasps> in Bavaria in Munich. Okay, put down your stuff. We're going, <laughs> we're right, going now. right now. We're going right now. <laughs> and again, according to the book, the name that Bastion screams almost indecipherably into the night is Moonchild. 
This he is does. according to the book. But it has often been debated what Barrett Ol- Oliver actually says. So his mom's name is Moonchild? Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, my mother had such a beautiful name. That, what was that it? should be the name of the childlike empress. But it's ne- but he never says it. And I'm like, your mother's your mother was named Moonchild? That's, That's weird. weird. I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I call bullshit on that Maybe. 100%. Uh, Tammy Stronach, who was attending a theater class in San Francisco, got an audition to read for the Childlike Empress. Her acting teacher was friends with the talent scout slash uh, executive producer. But Tammy thought she was auditioning for a play. And she didn't know oh. it was this big movie. And she ended up getting the part. Great. That was great. The Orin <laughs> is on display <gasps> in Steven Spielberg's office. What the fuck? Which I love. Because it's it's a fantasy story that clearly like touched yes. someone's heart. Like Steven Spielberg, who yeah. is probably one of the greatest one fantasy of the directors most creative. in history. Yes. So he owns the Orin. That's and it amazing. Is in his office. I wonder if it actually is like like guiding him. Maybe that's why Maybe he's that's, so good. He's shooting West Side oh Story God. here right now. That's why. You can see you the guys. old time jalopy cars heading up uh, uh, Central Park West. Like oh, is that what was mm-hmm. filming the other mm-hmm. day? I yeah. thought it was Maisel. No, no, no. Here, out here was Maisel. Maisel oh. shot outside of our apartment. Oh. But okay. West Side Story is being filmed all over. Interesting. So, yeah. Noah Hathaway uh, now owns and operates a tattoo parlor in Los Angeles with sure. his wife. And he's still acting. Like, he still has done uh, a ton of movies. Great. Uh, Falcor, how long do you think the actual creature was? Because they actually built the fucking thing. They built the whole thing? The whole thing. Uh, I want to say, like, 25 feet. No. How 43. Long? Holy God. It has 6,000 plastic scales, <gasps> pink feather fur. Oh. And his head is almost three feet tall. And he still has a, like, it's it's still working. Like, the whole animatronic, again, That's you can go amazing. Ride, which I think would be a blast. And the author of the book, Michael Ende, decided that he was so unhappy with the film's version of the story, he didn't want his name placed in the credits. Really? A small credit appeared at the end with his name, but he did not want to be associated with that at all. Again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how true it now is. Now I'm really curious yeah, about the book. Yeah, me too. Uh, most of the film was shot in Germany in the summer of 1983, and it happened to be Germany's hottest summer in 25 years, but the real life scenes were shot in Canada. But huh. most of the most of the rest of the film was shot in Germany. In Germany. So. Almost five million Germans watched the film during its initial release, which was like super rare Unheard for of. a German movie. Yeah. yeah. So again, I feel like it had David Hasselhoff appeal, right. appeal in yeah. the sense that it's huge in Germany. To be, David Hasselhoff is not in this movie. But, <laughs> he is not. I wish he were. Uh, as far as box office, the budget for the movie was $27 million. Opening weekend, it only made four. But worldwide, worldwide gross was over $100 million. Wow. So it made four times what its budget was. So. Jesus. Again, as a child of the 80s, right. I'm still, we are still sort of considered millennials. Technically, we're on Technically, like the lower we're on end like of like the it. lower end of the on cusp. The cusp yeah. Born in 84, but this movie had a very profound impact on my childhood as yeah. far as like what it is to, again, deal with these heavy themes, to have an active imagination. To have people tell you to keep your feet planted on the ground, yeah. but you should. The, this movie is, is all about to me. It's all about. Uh, it's all about hope. Yeah. It's all about following your dreams. Keep your imagination alive. Nothing is impossible. Believe in yourself. Great life lessons to instill in kids. Yeah. But in a very sort of uh, visually, uh, possibly scarring way. Yeah. It's very dark. But it again, is. life itself can be dark at times. But I there's get, also a lot of light. It's you know? again. It's just if Dwight Schrute 
bedtime story was made into a yep. movie. That's it's one hundred percent. But this time, the toad skins the duck. And if you can't be good, be lucky. Yeah. Get yourself a luck dragon. Get yourself a luck dragon. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, that's what this is about. I I love this movie. It was it was such a privilege to be able to watch it twenty years after the fact. Just to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I fucking love the Neverending Story. Yeah. Like it's got its like flaws, I suppose, but I guess, nothing but that's so like oh fuck this movie. Blaring like, or like yeah. nothing. Everything in there is earned. Yeah. I feel exactly. like it's it's not anything where it's like what the fuck did that do? There are a couple of spots that are like I'm confused yeah. narratively yeah. how that transitioned from the book to cinema. But even but watching as a kid, if you're watching this movie, you don't really care about that. No, shit. no, no. You buy into it. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, that's what we're doing next. Yeah. Like, oh, what a great story. Yeah. And I feel like key components to a good story are you know points of like loss and catharsis yeah. and seeing that hero's journey it's not a safe movie it's no, really not a no. safe movie it really pushes some boundaries like if and you I have kids and good. are thinking oh maybe i should have my kids watch this maybe like wait until they're like i don't know nine or watch it with them watch it with gonna them fucking remake this movie you know they, you know that's gonna don't. happen you just know that's. i don't want happen. them to touch exactly. this this one's precious and part of me is like anyone who watches stranger things the most recent season yeah who's young enough yeah may not get this reference. They, and and yeah. I'm hoping that they'll actually go back that's and why watch we're, That's why we're doing this podcast. Because so, we're telling you, hey, you kids, should. Watch this movie, Hey, kids. you 22-year-olds. It's, it's not just a song. It's not just a song that they sing in Stranger Things. It's not just things. some random-ass it's, song. It's a part of a bigger picture. Go literally. watch that movie. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. So for cool. next movie, I'm not sure. Like we have a couple of different ideas, yeah. romantic comedies, but then also like a couple of I like don't a musical, a musical. And there's another yeah. late '80s, early '90s movie that I would like to watch. Yeah, but I want to make sure we watch something that you want to watch. I mean, I yeah. wanted to watch Never Ending Story, yeah. but also too like yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen When Harry Met Sally. Okay, I haven't seen. I don't know. Part of me <laughs> is like I wanted well. to say a part of me hasn't seen Clockwork Orange, but I'm scared to watch that it's okay it's intense <laughs> we'd have to be like at a very specific place to okay watch all right but we'll figure it out we'll rock the vote all but right thank you guys and uh please be sure to share and all that good yep. stuff subscribe your friends share and... tell your friends about us yes. um and we will be back uh next week sounds good okay bye bye